Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show on day three of the BNP Paribas Open. As always, we are presented by our friends at SafeLight. The Southern California desert has once again transformed into an oasis for the world's best tennis players to prosper. But one wrong move can turn tennis paradise into a mirage. Check it out, our SafeLight order of play. Today, some special matches. It is a rematch of the round of 16 here two years ago between Diego Schwartzman and Casper Ruud. Then it is the two Greek superstars going back to back. Stefano Tsitsipas followed by Maria Sakri and Shelby Rogers. The top American women highlight the night session with Coco Goff on Stadium 2 and Jesse Pagula on Stadium 1. Here's what's coming up over the next hour on the big show. Day three in the desert and a group of seated stars making their debuts, including this one, sending some mixed messages to the opposition. Plus, will last night's battle between these former major champs lead to bigger and better things this year for the winner? And we've cleaned up our TC Live studio real nice because we've got some company. Hall of Fame legend Bjorn Borg will be in the house for the first time on T Tennis Channel. It's going to be a special one. Cannot wait to talk to Bjorn Borg. Players out on the practice courts. Men's top seed Carlos Alcaraz getting ready for his first match on Saturday against Tanasi Kokonakis. The Spanish teenager can return to number one in the world by winning the title here. And speaking of teens, Coco Golf just became the first player to make two different WTA 1000 semifinals before turning 19. She returns to the desert as the sixth seed, hoping to make it past the third round for the first time. Well, Kasparud hoping to make it past the second round for the first time all season. Just three wins thus far for the three seed, who is hoping to kickstart his year in the Sunshine Double. Just some of the stories to get to today. If you're on site, say hello to us. That's behind the studio right here inside Stadium One. The BMW desk, Steve Weissman, back with my friends Chanda Rubin and Prakash Amitraj. We got you covered first ball to last here at Indian Wells every single day. And on day three, this Friday, it is a TGIF. We got the seeds back in action, Chanda. I'm excited. I'm curious to see where Arena Sabalenka will start her campaign, the Australian Open champion, making that huge breakthrough. And I'm also curious to see where Coco Golf will be. I mean, she has been so much fun to watch. She has been such a prodigy, but still trying to make some big moves here in Indian Wells. Guys, you know who I got my eyes on? Big foe. Big foe. <laughs> Big foe is going to come out hot today. I think, look, he announced himself in a different way at the U.S. Open, followed up with a good run in Japan, and then not much, some good showing at the United Cup this year. But I think here... I think could be another milestone event. He feels himself at these big events. There's great energy here. Looking for a good start. All right, we'll see if he breaks out the silencer on the court. Yeah, he hasn't uh, done that in a minute. Well, I, I'd love to see that. Bring that back. It's a big event. Bring that it's, back. It's calls for the big-time celebrations. Let's get you caught up on all the action from yesterday. Blockbuster in the night session. The last two Americans doing a Grand Slam singles title. Sloane Stevens, Sophia Kennan, Chanda. Both players brought a high level early. Yeah, it was Sophia Kennan who had just that little additional intensity when she needed it, knifing that volley at the net, looking to be aggressive. She has got an unbelievable backhand, and she used it beautifully yeah, in man, the important moments to get that first set under her belt. She was able to relax a little bit more. She's got Michael Joyce on her team now, and you could see the focus. She's got a beautiful drop shot as well, and it's not easy to get someone with the speed of Sloane Stevens off balance but Kennan was able to do that often in this match and just attacking the ball aggressive-minded and that was yeah, such an improvement much, in the play of Kennan that we've seen recently already with more wins than she had all of last year she'll face Elena Rybakina next well I'm happy it's the next couple days so I can just relax and enjoy this moment but um, I mean, I'm gonna do my best I feel like if I'm gonna play like this and better I have a good chance 
Sonia sounded confident. Another All-American matchup. Katie McNally, Emma Navarro both got wild cards into this event, Shanda. Yeah, this was an interesting matchup with McNally getting out to a quick start, using her backhand beautifully there. She's an attacking player, got that first set tucked away. But Navarro, she's such a good competitor, stays very even keel over the course of matches and kept putting the ball back on McNally's racket. McNally coming in up the middle a lot of times, and Navarro started getting her range on those shots. This was a big point early in the third set. And again, McNally, just the placement a little bit off, giving Navarro some opportunities to get back into this point. Couldn't close it off, and Navarro took advantage here. And this yeah. was big. So impressive the way Navarro yeah. was able to compete in some critical moments in this match. She got the break and I think relaxed even more. See the movement there. McNally again coming in up the middle and that just wasn't good enough. Navarro showing some real poise under pressure and looking to get the big win and she gets it in three. Former Virginia star. That backhand was a thing of beauty. We're calling this the Olive Garden special. Three breadsticks. In a three-set affair. No salad there, but uh, free breadsticks for everybody. Emmy Navarro gets the big victory. Uh, Prakash, let's circle back to Sophia Cannon getting the win over Sloane Stevens. What stood out to you? Um, just her temperament. I mean, she didn't get too down on herself, and that was one of the things we talked about yesterday, checking for her body language. And look, she, she's not the kind of player who's just going to be completely jumping up and down, but she, she seemed quiet and confident within her. And I love the coaching adjustment. Mike Joyce, I think, is a really good choice for her. If you think back to the way Mike Joyce played the game, not any giant weapons, was okay getting ugly out there if he needed to to win matches. And I think that's what Sophia needs to do. She doesn't have any giant weapons that are going to blow you off the court. But having a little bit of that figuring out ways to win when you're not playing great, I, I think it's, uh, it's going to be good for her future. Yeah, I think she did a good job of really using the staples of her game. Kennan did. She's got that terrific backhand. She used that to open up the court, get Stevens off balance. And that's what you want to do with a quick player who can hit the ball big. You don't want them hitting in their comfort zone. And also the drop shot. It is a great change of pace, and she can hit it beautifully. She used that shot nicely. And to Prakash's point, you – what you said, she had such a great mindset, and I think that was important. There were a few times where it didn't like, look like Sloane Stevens really wanted it enough, didn't quite have the intensity. Sophia Kennan did. Picking up some confidence. A confident Sophia Kennan is a dangerous yep. Sophia Kennan. Meantime, we had more NCAA champions in action. How about Ben Shelton? Won it last May at Florida, doing his best Patrick Mahomes impression to warm up for his debut in the desert. He played football before he played tennis. And then not receiver, he was quarterback. He was quarterback. Uh, could the 20-year-old give the Heisman to Fabio Fonini, Prakash? Shelton ranked outside the top 500 a year ago. Now he's a serious problem. Well, this, was a, this was a really impressive win here for Ben. I mean, he was decisive all the way through. First set, a, a little tight, but the big moments here showing a lot of all-court play. Some brilliant defense here, working his way back into the point. And just when you think he's going to pump a forehand, shows some lovely feel here. Gets Fabio off balance, makes use of Fabio's lack of movement there, puts it away. And there was no lack of fire. Not just with his shots, but with his temperament as well. And that's just something that is a hallmark of the Shelton game. Use the backhand slice nicely. He's got some good disguise on that shot, too. He can come up with a deep backhand slice, a drop shot. Here you see the backhand roll love and kept up the momentum all the way through. You can see from outside the alley here using those wheels sliding into that get. Lovely feel there, even though he was coming in 80 miles an hour with it. Closed it out strong. Big stat for me, 90% points won on that second set. When you're defending like that, <laughs> it's going to be tough. But Benny in straight sets sets up a date with Taylor Fritz. He joined us at the desk after. It was electric out there. Um, really enjoyed it. My first match here in, in Indian Wells. And to uh, get a win in your debut at any tournament uh, is a good feeling. So I was really, really glad to be out there and had a lot of fun. Shelton beat J.J. Wolf to reach the quarterfinals in Melbourne this year. Wolf taking on Marton Fucevic. Chanda, the former Buckeye, started with a bang. Yeah, he got off to a quick start. Wolf did. Hitting winners left and right. The forehand is the big weapon, but the backhand was solid when he needed it to be. And that ball just missing off the Fucevic racket to give Wolf the first set. But Fucevic did not go away. He got a little more aggressive, started using his wheels and his court coverage and going for his shots, taking those big open openings and really getting Wolf off balance. He got that second set, six love. Could he keep it up, Fucevic? Wolf with the break point. 
early in that third set, and he gets it with his big weapon, the forehand. But Vucevic able to rally back, get back on serve, and was going for his break here. And Vucevic able to get it. A huge miss from Wolf. Just a little tension, a little tightness creeping in, and Vucevic a little more experienced down the stretch to get it in the third set. Wolf looking like the ultimate warrior with that sunscreen. Could not wrestle away the victory. It is Fucevic that moves on. How about Sir Andy Murray? Made the finals here 14 years ago. Think about that. Facing Tomas Martin Echeverry, who made the final in Chile on Sunday. Now, this was an all-out battle for Pouch. It absolutely was. Look, Echeverry came in with a lot of confidence off of that final. Got off to a good start here in this first set. Being the more aggressive player, he was the one pushing Andy Murray all over the court. He showed some nice net skills there in the previous point. And that forehand, moving around the court, being able to hit it from the three-quarter court, that's where he does his damage. But even after dropping that first set and showing a bunch of, uh, of frustration, Andy Murray really turned it up in this second set. Gus, I love seeing him move so well. I'd love to see him shorten the points a little bit more, but this is Andy Murray at its finest here, especially on this backhand side, mixing up the speeds, using that brilliant backhand up the line. One of the best that we've ever seen in the sport, in my opinion. Pushes it to a third set. Now, crucial times here. 3, 4, 15, 40 down. Check this out. Andy finds his way into the net. Comes up with a marvelous backhand back behind Echeverry. And some fine hands there. Impresses even himself. Squeezes out of that game. Is able to break Echeverry. Serving now. But the match shows a little more fine feel. Trying to close things out. And you know what? Even though I am in my mid to late 30s, I can still drop the heat to close things out. <laughs> he pulls through another long, brutal battle. Three hours and 12 minutes to get the victory. Oh, there's the smile from Andy Murray. And some kind words to Echeverry after the match. But listen, this man just loves to suffer. Three hours and seven minutes average match time this year. It's it's incredible. It's inspiring. I mean, seven of the ten matches have gone to a deciding set. He has saved match points already in three matches this year. And, and as we come back on camera, uh, seven for seven in deciding sets, Chanda. If it goes to a decider, whether it's five, three, whatever it is, seven for seven, Andy Murray, what makes him so good when you stretch the match to the finish line? I mean, he's just such a clutch player, and I'm trying to think back to when he was in the thick of his career. Was he that clutch? I mean, I don't think he had to go the distance in as many matches as uh, he has had to do now, but he just has this renewed intensity and motivation, and you think about a player getting to the latter stages of their career, and everything means a bit more. When you lose opportunities, you don't get them, they can hurt a bit more, and that can linger. But Andy Murray he seems to just put it out of his mind. He keeps fighting. He raises his level. He's been moving unbelievably when you consider what he has gone through. And it's just been impressive uh, how, how clutch he is in these big moments in these matches against players who are, what, 10 years or yeah, more, younger? More. It is, it's been unbelievable. It's fun to watch. A couple of things come to mind when you think about Andy Murray right now. I mean, first, confidence uh, to me really comes from the work that you put in. And over the last 20 years, it's tough to find someone who works harder than Andy Murray. Whatever it is, even at this stage in his career, he, he's finding ways to be more efficient with his body. Back in the day, his road work was stuff that legends were made of. And then on top of that, I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in a good way. You know, he has something to prove. When, you know, when you're number one in the world, you're trying to hold it. Now, you're trying to earn that respect back. And for a champion as great as he is, that little extra motivation, it makes a difference. It's got Pablo Carino Busta next. The Andy Murray Show is must-watch television these days on TC. It's inspiring. So is Chanda's knowledge these days. Uh, guaranteed lock pick coming up later in the show wow. from Chanda Rubin. Also, you won't believe what Stefano Tsitsipas said about his chances to win this tournament. We'll talk about it. Emma Raducanu returning to the court for the first time in more than 50 days. We'll tell you how that went. And a living legend is in the house. Bjorn Borg joining Tennis Channel on the desk for the first time on our 20th anniversary. We chop it up with the icon TC later. Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Safe Light, the vehicle glass experts. You know, here at, at Tennis Channel, I mean, this is, you know, the essence of people who are 
invested in in the sport and in, in the sport of tennis and you know who who follow it who understand you know what's going on week in and week out who sort of understand you know the players I think for me just getting to know so many of the, the people here I didn't know how into tennis so many people are and you know how invested so many people are in showcasing the sport in a positive way of bringing that entertainment to people and even for me now not playing as much I'm so much more into the the entertainment side of it and I think that part is what's been so fun about you know working for this network and, and being a part of the growth over one of the last 10 years or so especially. Happy 20th birthday Tennis Channel. Oh, we are so we are so grateful to have you as part of the Tennis Channel family, Chanda. Those were some beautiful words. Well, I enjoyed you know speaking about it, and it was heartfelt. I did not notice it was my name on the rundown <laughs> with it for some reason, uh, but I'm I'm so grateful to be involved with this, this channel, work for the Tennis Channel now, and work with you guys especially. So well, you know, Chanda, you always put us in such a mood when we're together. I mean, we're cutting up off camera, we're cutting up on camera. It's an absolute blast. But listen, you are wishing Tennis Channel. Happy birthday! So you know we got to find a time to celebrate. Yeah, during, during these no two. No question. We got to. Well, know. I mean, we, we had dinner it. plans on Saturday night. The Prakash said no well, to. Well, I, 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 I have I have a previous engagement. Okay, on bring Saturday your night. friends. But bring we, your friends. Make it a party. Listen, all I'm saying is all the diets. Everything is out the window when we do this. Okay? Yes, that's true. Ten, ten, tennis channels, twenty years. Okay. That means it's a it's that's a cheat day. It's a cheat All week. Right. Cheat it's, day, it's night, cheat, month, cheat tournament. I like it. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get crazy, Steve. <laughs> it's a, it, a little cloudy today, huh? Like we woke up and it was a little yeah. little chill. I don't know yeah, if the rain's coming or not, but here's Fox Weather with the forecast. Hi there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Brothers' Bruno Merwin, and here is today's BMP Paribas Open Forecast. Let's take a look at the weather conditions in Indian Wells, California. A little more cloud cover today with a slight chance of a passing shower, but temperatures comfortable in the low to mid-70s. Now, don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. All right, thank you so much. It has been four years since Stan Vavreka made a trip to the desert. Why the drought is over. For Stan the Man. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Ruben Amitraj Weissman back on CC Live leading up to first ball on day three at Indian Wells. Ninth meeting between Diego Schwartzman and Casper Ruud. Both players struggling for wins so far this season. That's top of the hour. But we rewind to 2017. An all-Swiss final between Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka. Federer won in straight sets for his record-tying fifth title at Indian Wells. It wouldn't be the only time Stan lost to Roger in the desert. It happened again two years later. And now... Vavrinka returns without having to worry about his fellow countrymen playing Alexander Vukic yesterday, Prakash. Well, look, I love seeing Stan be so passionate about the game, even at this stage, 37 years old, just got his way back into the top 100, and the passion hasn't wilted. Looked good in this first set here, moving the ball around well with his forehand, trying to dominate with that backhand as he generally does. But you got to give a lot of credit to Vukic, who up the aggression in this second set, was able to kind of steamroll, take it 6-1, serving well as well. But Stan, with the experience that he has, was able to sort of just do a quick reset on the changeover there and just came out firing in this second set, really getting really good depth on his ground strokes, setting up the ability to step into the ball and create his openings to win the point. And still so much fire, like a lion out there. Approval from coach Magnus Norman, and he just kept it up. Another great sign, 37 years old, still moving this well, being able to create opportunities even on the defensive side of things. That's huge. You're not just relying on great big shots from both your flanks to be able to win things. So good all-round performance from him, and I think a good thing to have been pushed to three sets. His first win since returning to the top 100 joins us at the desk after.
Yeah, I think I was uh, more focused in the third set. I was serving a bit better, uh, more focused on what I was doing, trying to be more aggressive. But uh, yeah, it's been a long time I didn't play here. I was uh, happy to be back. So many, so many people, so many fans for, the, for my first match, so I'm super happy. We saw Andy Murray earlier, now Stan Wawrinka, a couple of future Hall of Famers just grinding out wins. Chanda, what impressed you the most about Stan's performance? I think uh, for me it was how he rebounded, how he recovered. He saw the trainer at one point uh, around maybe the end of that second set, had an issue with his ear, got past that, and really made the adjustments in this match. And, you know, also we talk about Stan and the big shots that he has, but he was also anticipating well. He was working the court, understanding the angles. I think that is part of the improvement is in his game at this stage and that's not easy to do when you have been playing and you've been so good for such a long period of time to keep having that drive to get a bit better and I thought he got better as that match went on and that's why he was able to get it in three sets. There was also no real wasted energy out there that second serve, second set went by pretty quickly and he seems very focused on a concerted game plan. He's doing what he needs to to get through at this age, when you have those long, unnecessary matches, or you have those periods where it's like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, where we've seen some of the younger players go on a little bit of a mental walkabout, that can really hurt you at this age because it takes a lot out of your body. Stan looked really focused start to finish. I think that was the biggest thing. And really appreciates it. He told us after yeah. about, you know, being in the top 100 for the first time and now later in his career, how grateful he is to be out here competing at a high level. Another one of those five American men in action yesterday, Mackie McDonald, making quick work of Philip Krajinovic, Prakash. Well, we talked about Sonia Cannon with a coaching change. Mackie McDonald has made one as well after the U.S. Open last year, started working with Robbie Ginepri, who I think has had some similarities in their games. Short, compact swings, can take the ball nice and early, and that's exactly what Mackie did here. He's, he's using his strengths really well, creating pressure on Krajinovic, who came up with a ton of errors there in that first set. Second set, Mackie just piled it on, kept the pressure on, staying right up on that baseline, finding angles of his own, and he's got really good hands up at net, too. Not a giant guy, but really capable up there, so I love seeing him make his life a little bit easier by finding his way up there a little bit more. Body language is good all the way through. Not really too much to pick apart. And when he's doing stuff like that inside the baseline, attacking the return of serve, that's where he's at his best. Five aces, five breaks. Told us how happy he is on and off the court. He will get Holgaruna next. Meantime, Emirata Kanu playing her first match since the Australian Open, Chanda, facing Donka Kovinic. The Brit went down to break early. Yeah, it, she really rebounded nicely. Breezy conditions. It was tough to kind of get the rhythm early on for Raducanu, but she didn't panic. She stayed the course. She competed very evenly when she needed to and was able to turn things around. And this is where she was really able to take control of the first set. Kovinic, a number of errors after getting up that early break and just didn't seem to be able to recover enough. And Raducanu won six games in a row. You call that a delayed, the delayed bagel? bagel? Is that yeah, what that our, is, That's our old delayed bagel. That's, that's what happened there. And Raducanu did the same thing in the second set. Got down a break to love and turned things around. Kovinic was able to get an extra game, but it was Raducanu with the depth there and closing it out beautifully. Would that be a delayed breadstick? Is it? Yeah, because it was 6-1 after that, after getting down to... That's too complicated. Too complicated. We're only doing delayed bagels <laughs> around here. Magdalenette next for Emma Raducanu. Some other scores. Brandon Holt. USC All-American going down in straight sets to Tanasi Kokonakis. Jack Sock getting a straight set win late last night. Peyton Stearns battling back. The reigning NCAA champion out of the University of Texas gets her first 1,000-level victory. And Danielle Collins upset by Dalma Galfi. Much more still to come here on TC Live. Here he is, the legend himself. Bjorn Borg joins the show. You do not want to miss this. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Southern California desert, leading you up to first ball, the BNP Paribas Open. TC Live comes your way every day at 1 p.m. Eastern. And then it is 12 hours of live tennis from Indian Wells with encore coverage until play begins the next day. Well, being so close to Hollywood, lots of stars and celebrities make their way to this event, but none bigger than our next guest. Hall of Famer Bjorn Borg transcends the sport. 
He's an absolute rock star who dominated the game in the late 70s and early 80s, winning 11 Grand Slam titles in an eight-year span. On the clay, six Roland Garros titles and then five in a row at the All England Club. And it is such an honor to welcome Bjorn Borg to the show. A lifelong Fila ambassador joins us today. It is great to see you, Bjorn. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're making a bit of a transition in the game of tennis from the big three and Serena to, to a new generation of stars. I'm curious, who among these young players do you like to watch? I like to watch tennis in general. I mean, it's uh, both women and men, but Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, it's a great area. Even Djokovic is still playing, and I, I believe he might win a few more Grand Slams. Uh, but then you have a new generation, Tsitsipas, uh, Swerev, uh, Alcara. I mean, it's, it's great players. But the, the, the most important thing is to promote tennis. I mean, I love tennis. It's, it's, you know, tennis is the most important for me. It's part of my life. But to promote tennis, you have to promote it in a media way. And it's different, it's very difficult, or it's very important to, to promote tennis with the new players, because they play unbelievably good tennis. I mean, so, I mean, to watch, to come to this tournament in Indian Wells, it's uh, amazing. I mean, it's organization, great tournament, the stadium, people. So I'm, I'm just having a great time here. You know, and there's, there's so much that's associated with your name, but so much of the stories I've heard is, is how you were really the first superstar athlete to, to transcend sport. I mean, you had the most live contracts at one time for any athlete in any sport. Fame is one thing today, but it's, it's splintered with, with, with so much attention to different, different athletes. Yeah. At that time, what was it like just sort of, you know, sort of being at such a high level of, of fame, acclaim, and so forth? Was it, was it challenging? Was it difficult? It was so difficult, so bad time, and I hate it so much. I'm joking, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was very fortunate to be part of lifting tennis to a different level with Connors, McEnroe, and other players too. But during that time, I, I, I think to make money in the sports, I'm starting to, to make good money in the sports. It was important for the players, tennis players. So to be involved with that kind of challenge, to be involved... In tennis, they started to big, uh, build bigger tennis stadiums, more people, sponsors, tournaments become bigger and bigger. And for me to be part of that area with, with Jimmy and John, I mean, I'm sure if, if you're going to ask Jimmy or John the same question, I mean, we were happy. And for me, I said, that was the best time. I mean, what we had. I mean, 70s, 80s was the best time. I would not change anything compared to that beautiful time we had in tennis to compete, playing Grand Slams, playing tournaments. People appreciate us. You could see different uh, type of different personalities. There was a lot of different personalities in the 1780s. But to be part of history, to be part of, to lift tennis in, in a way we did, I'm, I'm very proud, I'm very happy to... Uh, to do that, and uh, so coming back to, to see these guys today, it's, it's unbelievable. They play great tennis, but they know what we did for tennis yeah. in the back, what we, we did for tennis, and uh, I think they appreciate the players today, they appreciate what we did for, for, for the sports, because no one is bigger than the sport itself. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm just happy. Um, I'm still involved with tennis. I, I, I love this sport. I love tennis. And to see these great players today, it's very nice. Well, it's a beautiful crop of young players that we have coming up. And one of those younger players coming up is, is your son, Leo Borg. Yeah, uh, Leo's, uh, uh, my son, he's 19. He's playing a lot. He's playing with the Fila, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I told him you have to play with Fila, of course. <laughs> no other brands, but so he, no, he he play a lot. He has a big heart. He's motivated to play, and uh, he's 19, so he has many more years to come. But he he loves the sport. We are here with Hall of Fame legend Bjorn Borg. Uh, 
listen, not only does your son play and you're here at Indian Wells, you're involved in the sport in many facets. You've been the captain for Team Europe for the Labor Cup since its inception, and you're going to continue to be the captain. What has that experience been like for you to be, you know, the legend, but with the stars of today's game? For me to be the captain of, of Team Europe uh, at Labor Cup, it's, it's a big res uh, responsibility. Uh, I'm proud and happy to be the captain because it, it, it's a huge thing. And uh, to be part of tennis, to be part of my team, European uh, players, it's nice because to spend time with the best players in the world, what they like, what they dislike in tennis, uh, it's nice. We go out and have dinner, lunch, or whatever, but for the matches, they are very professional, and uh, of course, we want to win. I mean, th th that's the most important thing. Team World with John McEnroe as the captain. Uh, it's very, very competitive. We want to win, they want to win. <laughs> Great tennis, good matches. People love it. I think one of the best events in the world, Labour Cup, because the best players are playing. But to, to be part of um, Team Europe, to be part of the players, to uh, how they feel today. I mean, you know that too. I mean, you, you play tennis too. But it's the same thing. But for me, I mean, getting a little older, but to listen to these guys, uh, what they like, dislike, uh, and to watch these guys play. It's, it's, it's incredible what they can do with a tennis ball. It's amazing. So I'm very happy with Labour Cup. It's, it's a great thing. It's going to be the last time me and John is in Vancouver in September, Labour Cup. Uh, I've been doing this for six years, and I don't regret anything. I mean, I'm proud and happy to, uh, to do that and to be part of the tennis today. So it's very nice. Gosh, it's so special to hear you speak about the sport like this. Kind of gives you, gives you chills. Um, Bjorn, I know you just had a very special trip to India. Um, you spent a lot of time with my father, Vijay, over there. Yes. And um, I, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is when you get together with uh, old colleagues. I mean, and by the way, you guys both look Pretty, pretty fit. I mean, you're, you're, you're looking even a little leaner than Pops. I'm going to have to tell him that <laughs> after this. But when you get together with old colleagues and you're able to reminisce about times that maybe only you guys would understand, it's very hard for others to understand it. What are the things that you discuss? No, I think with, with the, your father, with the VJ Amitrai, he uh, was a great player. I mean, we played a uh, few times. I mean, uh, four times. I mean, he's very specific. When we played, when he beat me, I, was, <laughs> I beat you too, Vijay. <laughs> exactly. No, but we had a great time. We, we, we were in Chennai and Bangalore and for two weeks, and uh, good time. Very good host, Vijay. We talked about good old memories. Uh, we had some great matches at the US Open and Wimbledon. But just to, to see him, uh, he's a good friend of mine, and... Uh, you know, talk about good old, the, the best days or the good old days. But even with the India, with the tennis and what they're trying to do in India, it's, it's very interesting because they're trying to push tennis and they should. I mean, uh, uh, people in India, they love sports. They love tennis. You, you know that too. So to see my friend uh, Vijay was, uh, was very nice and India, I love the food, I love the people. Yeah, I heard I you did really well with the food over yes, there. Yes, exactly. Also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, it was, we had a great time. Very good. good. Well, uh, you're an incredible ambassador for our sport uh, for all time. A great ambassador for Fila, of course, as well. It's a privilege to spend some time with you. Thank you for joining us today and enjoy the rest of the tournament. Thank you very much. Thank you. The legend, Bjorn Borg, joining us on TC Live today. There's uh, a bunch of new Scandinavian stars, and one of them takes the court at the top of the hour. Casper Root facing Diego Schwartzman. We will break down all the big matches when TC Live returns. Back on TC Live, Stefano Tsitsipas arrives in the desert at a career-high number three in the world. He reached his second major final earlier this year in Melbourne, falling to Novak Djokovic. 
But the Greek star suffered a shoulder injury after Australia and hasn't played since Rotterdam. That has Tsitsipas arriving in Indian Wells with low expectations. I'm still in recovery. Um, I won't be pretending or, you know, uh, trying to say that I'm the favorite in this tournament or that I have chances of doing well in these uh, two, the next two tournaments because that would be, um, that would be wrong. So I, I don't see myself as uh, one of the favorites for the, the next two tournaments. Uh, uh, I don't. I personally, I've, I haven't said it uh, a lot of times in my career, but I don't think um, I will be capable of going deep. Uh, but so far, the main priority is getting my body ready and uh, fixed for uh, for the clay court swing. We got air quotes, and we got him saying he doesn't think he feels capable of going deep. I mean. I don't know exactly where that is, but this is the projected opponents on his road to a projected title that he does not believe he can win here in the desert. Not an easy road, indeed. Francis Tiafo, Rublev, Rude, and Alcaraz. But, Prakash, do you believe him, or are these just some Jedi mind tricks to uh, psych himself out? I think, the, I think the nose might have been growing a little bit there, a little Pinocchio action during, during that situation. Uh, look, uh, Steph is not the kind of guy who just kind of says things off the cuff. He, he's a very intellectual guy, and he, he maps out things in his head. And that's what, that's what my experience has been over the last three, four years. So, you know, if he's doing this, I, I think there's probably a reason behind it. Perhaps it's taking a little bit of pressure off himself. I don't think Stefanos Tsitsipas comes to an event this big without believing in himself that he has a shot to win the tournament. He's a very confident guy. He knows his level of play. So I think that's what's happening deep down. But if he isn't at full confidence level, maybe just a little way to take off a little bit of that pressure sauce. You, you, you're saying he's capping. I, I, I think he's capping. <laughs> he, he, I think he's capping. He's, he's absolutely capping, this guy. What do you think, Janda? Well, that was the first time I actually listened to what he said and how he said it. I think every player, you get into a tournament, you want to feel like you have a shot to win if you're healthy. With that being said, he's had this injury. How does it feel? Is he still feeling a little bit from it? I guess that would be the question. And it looked like he believed what he was saying. Whether it's true or not is, is another question. But I think for every player, you've got to figure out you know, what mindset you need to have going into any event. And for Tsitsipas, you know, certainly focusing on the clay we can believe that I mean that is where he's you know done some of his his most damage but I think with this injury it, it remains a little bit of a question just whether he's a hundred percent whether he's close to a hundred percent and how he will come out in these early rounds so we'll see but I think he believes he doesn't have as much of a shot plays Jordan Thompson today he has won all five sets against the Aussie so uh, we shall see whether Sitsipas is true to his words or not. Some other matches today featuring Americans, a lot of Americans here in the desert. Elizabeth Mandlik, daughter of Hanna Mandlikova, the Hall of Famer, taking on Petra Kvitova, Amanda Anasimova in action, Francis Tiafo, Brandon Nakashima, and Maxime Cressy. Let's, let's start with Big Foe. Fourth meeting between him and Marco Skirone. It's an All-American matchup. Tiafo leads 2-1 in this one, Chanda. What does each player need to do in, in this match to win? Yeah, I mean, Francis Tiafo, he won both of their meetings last year. I think he definitely has the advantage in terms of his game. He has a bigger game. He's got weapons. The serve can get him a number of free points, and he's got the speed and the movement around the court, and he's been putting it together with very disciplined tennis, and I think that's going to pose some real problems for Mar Marcos Giron, but Giron is a fighter, and he's playing some confident tennis, maybe the most confident of his career, got to his first ATP final last season, and I think that helps as well and he's had some nice wins this year with that being said it's still a very tough ask and I think he knows it we had him at the desk your own he knows it's going to be a tough ask to get past uh, Francis Tiafo but it's another opportunity to play some of his best tennis and test himself at this level yeah and I think he's he's really up for the fight you know, Giron likes to get out there and compete, and it, it, he's going to try to make it. He's going to try to make it ugly. I mean, look from his perspective, looking at it from a from a macro view, he's he's got to elongate points. I think he's got to keep Foe out there. He's got to make him feel the the fatigue. He's got to make him feel uh, how good his endurance is. If it gets hot out there, sort of make him feel the heat. I think that's got to be the focus for Marcos and sort of force Foe into some bad decisions. For Francis, on the other hand, I think he's just got to take his time 
and pick and choose when to pull the trigger and not have those sort of 10-minute walkabouts, which we've seen a little bit from him in the past, which have, have gone away to a large degree since, since the U.S. Open. That was a huge step up for him. So focus from Foe and uh, elongating the points from Jerome. All right. Amanda Anasimova taking on the Czech teenager, the 18-year-old, very dangerous Linda Noskova. But Anasimova knows what it's like to win here as a teenager. She was just 16 when she made the fourth round beat Petra Kvitova. How can Amanda use her experience in this matchup? Well, you know, I think Anasimova, she hits the ball so cleanly. I mean, one of the most beautiful ball strikers. She has that ability to hit up the line, open up the court. A lot of players are, you know, more cross-court players. Anasimova can really get opponents off balance, and I think that's that's going to pose some challenges for Noskova. But Noskova has been impressive, especially this year. She has made some real strides. She's been a bit of a giant killer in, you know, being able to take out some of the bigger names and play them tight. And I think that's going to hold her in good stead in this matchup as well. She's going to have to be aggressive, go after her shots. We've seen her kind of come in to the net a little bit more. Um, I think that will be a slight advantage she has over Anna Samova. But this should be a real battle between, you know, two young players mm -hmm. with Anna Samova, of course, with a little more experience. Still just 21 years of age, man. To Anna Samova. Uh, next matchup, you'll see an American flag and a Czech flag, but there's some Czech lineage behind Elizabeth Mandlik. Ellie's mom is Hanna Mandlikova, absolute Czech tennis royalty, four-time Grand Slam singles champion, a doubles major, inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame in 1994, won two Aussie Opens, one French, one U.S. Open, took out Chrissy and Martina back-to-back -to, -back to win that U.S. Open in 1985, three Fed Cup titles. I mean, absolute legend. Uh, nonetheless, Elizabeth Madlik came through with a nice victory in her first match. Prakash, uh, how does she match up against Petra Kvitova? Well, a big wealth uh, gap of experience here between Kvitova and Mandlik. Mandlik's just got to get off to a good start. I mean, look, Petra's one of those players, when she's in a rhythm on that first serve and she's getting free points there and she's striking winners from both sides, which she's very capable of doing, the match can go by really quick. And if you're not used to that kind of pace of play, all of a sudden you can feel like a bit of a deer in the headlights. Mandlik should feel really confident in the fact that she played such a great third set breaker against Ali Risk to be able to get through to this point. So when you win big points in big matches, you start feeling good about yourself. But, but the beginning here, she's got to stay close, one all, two all, three all, to make sure she feels really, oh, okay, I can relax a little bit now into the match. Yeah, Kvitova's a big hitter, and, you know, in these conditions, it's been tough for some of the players to really get their range, get their rhythm early on. So I think for Kvitova, that's going to be a key. Just give herself a little more margin, let some of her speed and her pace come into play. But I think Manlik will still have a good shot to get in some of these rallies. And, you know, she was competing very nicely against Ali Risk Armitage, and I think that, for me, holds her in good stead against Kvitova. If she can maintain that kind of poise, she gives herself a chance in this match. Great poise, great energy. You got nothing to lose. We'll see what happens against Petra Kvitova today. You can watch all of these matches uninterrupted in their entirety on TC Plus. TC Plus available throughout Indian Wells and Miami. Use the promo code SERVE. Also use that QR code on the right side of your screen. Use your phone. Get 20% off TC Plus for the entire year. You do not want to miss that. More match previews coming up next. Chanda Prakash, Steve, back with you on TC Live. Less than 10 minutes away from the first match of the day on Stadium One. It's a good one. How about this for a second rounder? Diego Schwartzman and Casper Rude, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Coverage of Indian Wells also on Bally Sports and T2. Hall of Famer Tracy Austin back alongside Leif Shiras today with the call at the top of the hour. They've got some good matches as well. Former champion Cam Nori taking on Wu Tung Lin and then Grigor Dimitrov and Jason Kubler. That's on Bally Sports and T2. Grigor Dimitrov looking for his second win of the tournament thus far. Already got a doubles win. Already got a big time upset taken out. Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury in doubles with Hubie Hercotch. I, I love this event because the men's doubles features so many of the single stars. Uh, it's so much fun to, to be able to play both, and the crowds really get behind these players, especially when they can see them on the doubles court uh, instead of just in singles. And I think when you can get a little head of steam in doubles, that also gives you a bit of an advantage in your other matches. All right, time to get to our FanDuel match of the day. This one's breaking down Yuri Lahechka and Andre Rublev. Ooh. What are you thinking? Boy, that's a pretty... I mean, look, Rublev is the favorite. That's a pretty good price on Lahetska. Yeah. I mean... Remember, he, he beat Rublev two weeks ago in Doha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm putting a few ducats 
on this thing. I might, I might take that. That plus 156 looks a little juicy. You know, get a little extra ROI on your investment. I, I would double down. I would take the games and the and Lahetchka. Huh. Okay. So kind of hedge your bet in one way, but also I think he's going to take both. Yeah, you love the props. You love the props. I like it. Prop I like King. It. I like that. Prop King! Uh, right now, FanDuel giving all new users 10 times your first bet and bonus bets up to $200. Win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. Start making every moment more. Chanda knows how to do that. Take a look at this. Winners only. Chanda Rubin, two for two. Picked Manorino over Dominic team, and, and somehow, some way, the Frenchman came back. Everybody gets lucky a little bit. I mean, not that I wanted to see Dominic team lose. I mean, it was a tough battle. It came down to two points, literally, yep. in the third set tiebreak. So, but Manorino able to get the win, and it makes me look a little better. I Chanda, guess. When, when are you when are you taking us to Nobu at Stadium <laughs> One? Yeah, I mean, you got a couple I, more I, wins. I got to do, do a little know. more. I got to do a little more for that. I, I, but I, I I eat big. When I do a cheap meal, it's big, so you may need to double that. But these are Chanda bucks. They're not really real. I don't know oh. if $9 gets you. <laughs> it might not get you one edamame. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like a currency exchange. Like one Chanda buck should be like, like at least 10 should U.S. Be. dollars. There should be an exchange right. rate. That's yeah. right. Chanda yeah. bucks are like, that's, that's valuable <laughs> All right, stuff. Chanda bucks are like gold bullion. <laughs> millions of dollars. All right, your pick of the day, Chanda. Let us know. You know, I'm picking Jessica Pagula over Camilla Georgie. This is not as easy a pick as it seems at first glance, <laughs> okay. although Pagula does have, uh, you know, the advantage on the books. But this has been a tough matchup. I mean, the last couple of times Pagula won, but it was 7-5 in the third. Georgie had the advantage early on in their matchups. I think right now, though, Pagula, she's playing such comprehensive tennis. She understands how to play her game, to hit big from the ground. But when that's not working she can go to the slice she can mix it up a little bit and i think that will give camilla jo camilla georgie some problems in this matchup but i think it'll still be a really tough match for jesse I mean, pagula hasn't missed the quarterfinal since i think like 1973 yeah that's actually not too far off actually and and georgie's georgie struggled against uh, players in the top three she's only had a couple of wins and those coming several years ago and jesse as as we talk a lot about um there's that Tier one, who's looking at winning grand slams, and then there's sort of that tier two and tier three who are looking to work their way up there. Jessie's in that tier one. She's in sort of a different level right now, and you know, playing in America, I think, is just is just great for her. All right, that's your guaranteed lock. We'll, we'll review it tomorrow. Some more Chanda bucks on the line. But you're putting a lot on that, Steve. Guaranteed. You know? I know the pressure. <laughs> Let's get the party started if it hasn't already. Yeah. In the house was the uh, the big star of the Desert Smash. On Tuesday, was out there playing tennis with Big Foe, Andre Rublev, Zenyara. That's where the after party was at. You know, Pink's at the after party. You, you a fan of Pink? Grigor Dimitra. I mean, she got the stars, pictures with tennis stars, top stars. That was a lot of fun, though. First of all, she doesn't look like she's getting older at all. I mean, it looks she, the same. She's, she's been she's been killing it for a long time. You need to work on that grip a well, little bit, but, I, but that's yeah, not bad. I was about to say when you saw that ready position there, I'm like, yeah. man, she looks, looks like what she's doing. But she gave it away with the with the choked up grip there, and uh, you know, trying right, to, yeah. see that 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 she's got it going on right that's there. That's legit. You know, yeah. that's 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 yeah. you know, ready position on fire. But the choke up, you you can't hold it by the throat, Weissman. No, Actually, no, you can do that for golf, but not not. There. By the way, that's that's on Grigor because he was her coach, so. Got to drop him. Got to drop him. <laughs> he, he should take the blame. I agree. We'll ask him about that later if he joins us on the desk. Uh, Tennis.com, of course, your home for everything during the Sunshine Double. Steve Tigner every day has your three to see. We will break down some of these big storylines when we come back, leading up to first ball here in the desert. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And by Sensodyne, number one dentist-recommended brand for sensitive teeth. We have reached that moment in the show. The hot, sizzling shot of the day. Ben Shelton, Fabio Fonini, Prakash, take us through it. Young kid showing us some big variety here, coming over a couple of backhands. Now gives it a little fetter. I'm going to bring you in, but then rolls the lob over Fabio. Little, uh, little toy action there. Celebration, though, a little bit more intense than, than Roger. Showed the feel. <laughs> and, uh, it's, a, it's a big roundhouse, too. It wasn't the lawnmower. Goes underarm hook, flex the bicep. I like that. That's a little like Tiger Woods' big big birdie putt right there. Fist pump. I, li I like that for I like Ben Shelton. I like the call. 
Safe flight order of play. The seeds finally in action on day three. A lot of big matches, starting with Rudin Schwartzman at the top of the hour. Sitsipas doesn't think he can win it all. We shall see against Jordan Thompson. Shelby Rogers against Maria Sakri. Coco Goff and Jesse Pagula both in the night session. Let's talk about some of these matchups, starting with Daniil Medvedev and Brandon Nakashima. Daniil Medvedev, all he does is win, win, win. DJ Khaled Styles, 14 in a row, Prakash. What can Nakashima do to stop this streak? Uh, let me preface by saying I think, I think Brandon's playing great tennis. I think this is a great surface for him. It's just a really rough matchup. Because Brandon, he loves that backhand side. His pattern that he loves the most is that backhand cross court. He's, he's, he's just about as solid as anyone out there. But when you got that going against Daniel Medvedev's backhand, that's a bit of an issue. And then when you look at the other side as well, I think Daniel has a little bit more variety, a little bit more pace, and can open the line, uh, open down the line with that forehand side a little bit better than Brandon. So I think the patterns he's really going to struggle with today, he's going to really need to just focus on taking care of his serve as best he can. Yeah, it's such a tough matchup, especially in these conditions, I think, for Nakashima. He hasn't had the best start to this year, although he got a confidence-boosting win against John Isner uh, in his previous round. But it's a very different matchup against Daniil Medvedev, who is so solid and also understands how to take advantage of, you know, playing inside the court when he needs to. So I think it's a tough ask, but certainly a good opportunity for Nakashima to just elevate his level, get a little more confidence if he can play deep into this match and maybe give himself a few chances. See how he he can compete against arguably the best hardcore player in the world right now. Coco Goff, we get to see her in singles for the first time tonight. What do you expect? You know, I expect golf to come out uh, as the top player she is and really dominate. You know, she's got time on these courts. That suits her game. She's playing against a less experienced player who is, has gotten her first big win at this level, but it just may be too much to ask against the firepower of golf. Yeah, I think pretty one-sided. Coco hasn't lost to a player in, outside the top 50 in the last 26 times against them, so she should come out, take it out straight sets. All right, top of the hour, just moments away. The walkouts, they are coming. Casper Ruud and Diego Schwartzman, they both need wins, right? I mean, Casper's only got a few wins this year. Diego only has two wins this year. And Casper Ruud's the, the three seed. What do you want to see out of Casper? I want to see a little aggression from him. I mean, look, he didn't have the kind of offseason he wanted, played a little bit more exhibition tennis than I think he would have liked. So the year kind of got off to a little bit of an off-balance start. Certainly got more firepower, but slow, gritty courts. Eagle's going to make it a war out there today. They, they've played before, round of 16, two years ago. Schwartzman won 3-3, three and three, Chanda. Yeah, I think these conditions favor Schwartzman a little bit more. And, at you know, at that point, he had more experience than Rude across the board. But Rude won the last time they played. This has been a tough matchup for Casper Rude, but I think he's playing confident enough tennis. And if he can get through this one, this would be a real boost for him. Diego walking down the hall. Let's listen in. Ranked 38 in the world right now. 30 spots off that career high. Eight in the world. Finally got a nice win. Straight sets. One and one in the first round. Looking to build off of that. And there is Casper Rude. Brett Haber and Paul Anacone will have the call of this match. I'll be on the desk with Chandon Prakash. Many more throughout the day for interviews and updates. It's 12 hours of live tennis. The seeds are blooming at Indian Wells. Next.